0: that is absolutely critical to the growth of companies, whether they are startups or corporate global players. Where management needs to juggle the challenges of market entry or knowing how to navigate the uncertainties of disruptive developments. Mindfeeding is where clarity evolves and helps solving organizational challenges. For those who listen to the entire episode I have a special surprise gift. I am working on some great guests that are industry leaders in management, innovation and marketing. Let's get started on today's episode. Hello there, and today we are having Joris with us on this podcast episode. The topic today is how you can use conversion optimization to scale consumer brands in a time where retail is changing its flow. So, before we go deep into our conversation, Joris, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself?
1: Sure, Christian. Um, so, I, I run an agency called Dexter Agency and, and we're uh, focused on conversion optimization for uh, for e-commerce. Um, basically, we work with what our clients already have. So, conversion rate optimization, but we also look at average order value. How can we increase that and purchase frequency? So how can we get buyers to come uh, back for more? That's our, that's our specialty. Uh, personally, I'm, I'm from Belgium originally. I, I moved around quite a bit. I lived in Malta, I lived in Portugal for a while, and I live in, in Valencia, Spain right now. Um, in terms of the agency, we're uh, a, a remote team, and that was even so before the pandemic. Uh, and we have people in six or seven different uh, different countries.
0: Cool, and I see. I've just been looking on your website. I see you have as uh, a customer as well Virgin Trains, which is cool because um, I'm reading at the moment the biography by Richard Branson, which is he's really big into marketing. When you think when he's got such a personal branding, so powerful that he drives his um, everything that he has an idea, he really pushes forward, and when you look at it. Consumer brands, well, it's actually more or less the same thing because Virgin Trains is a product for consumers. Virgin Internet, Virgin Cola, Virgin Atlantic, it's mostly something for consumers. You have a totally different approach. If let's say you're a company who are manufacturing machines or mm. these big machines that you use, for instance, to, um, to stamp the metal parts of cars, for instance, it's a different thing. Or if you, let's say you are building ships or something. It's a totally different audience. So how do you go about uh, getting conversion optimization right so that a consumer brand can actually scale?
1: Yeah, so I, I think it, it, it all starts with understanding what's uh, happening on on your site, understanding uh, where your visitors are are dropping off for instance and why and how they perceive you what they would like to do differently on your site why they're not buying what they don't understand on your site so it's really trying to get into the minds of of your uh, end users and, and taking it from there and it's really it, it starts with that. That asking yourself those questions: Where uh, are are am I losing them? Um, why is that happening? And what can I do to improve their experience and and meet their expectations? And um, it, so you, you always have to start with doing research, and uh, that's the best place to start because then you can from there you can start building. And usually there's some low hanging fruit uh, stuff that you can just go ahead and change on your site. And then there's going to be a lot of Ideas and opportunities that you're like, hmm, this might work better or maybe it won't, but let's A-B test it. And then you just start A-B testing a bunch of stuff. And and with the A-B testing, what you basically find out is what works best and and you only implement it if it works best. So that's like in a nutshell where you start and how you best approach it.
0: Yeah, I mean think of it, uh, you mentioned before to me you're now living in Valencia, you're from Belgium, you've lived in Malta and Portugal and so on. So you've seen different kind of living styles, different kind of environments where people consume products, where they live and enjoy. Sometimes you've lived in places now, especially when you think of it, where many people from Central Europe, whether it's from Belgium or France, Netherlands and so on, they go on holiday. They go on Valencia, Malta and other places, Portugal and consume. And when people consume, how do you think that they actually go and uh, perceive the options where to buy it? Because of course, first, before I want to consume something, whether I want to buy a pair of sports shoes or uh, a towel or something, for instance, to go surfing or, or even anything like sun protection and anything. It's a consumer brand, usually product that I'm usually buying.
1: Uh, Yeah. I think there's, there's a quite a few differences, even within Europe, between the countries, because there's, uh, in every country there are other players and, and some are big, some are, are not as big. Like, for instance, Amazon here in Spain, it's uh, but in Italy, Germany, France, uh, they're, they're big and they've been around for a long time. Uh, whereas in the Netherlands, they only sold books until, I, I believe, it was last year. And there was another player, Ball. which was a big one. In, in Belgium, Amazon is still not really a big thing. Uh, it's, comp- it's it's increasing uh, slowly. So there's different players that filled in that gap. So I think when, as a, as a consumer, when you look for something, uh, f- first thing is like where am I going to start? And it could be marketplace like Amazon or another uh, one like Ball on in in, uh, in the Netherlands. Uh, but it could also be to one of their retailers they know and, and, and trust. And I think trust is um, is, is key there. Uh, at the end of the day, what you do when you build a brand, for instance, and be it as a, as a retailer, uh, but also as a, a brand selling directly to to your customers, it's all about trust. And, um, and some people obviously, price is always a factor as well, but uh, at the end of the day, people are gonna be like, okay, can I trust that this will do what it needs to do? or um, Will this help me solve my problem? And uh, it's 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 about trust, and that's common in any country. So regardless of of the players, if it's Amazon or retailer or, or selling uh, or buying directly from a brand, um, it's, it's about trust.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and as you said, it's different countries have different infrastructure, especially when you think of e-commerce e-commerce doesn't just happen on amazon you can have your own website you can maybe even have a like on yahoo people used to have a shop and that and but there are plenty of people have their own website the e-commerce and they're successful doing that
1: mm-hmm. yeah so f- for me there's basically three ways to do e-commerce uh, uh, you, you can combine those or you could just go all in on one of those uh, channels um it's a marketplace like Amazon, like uh, eBay, like uh, Etsy, that kind of stuff. So that those are marketplaces. The other one is being a reseller. Uh, so really, usually you pick an, a, a certain product category, and and you're a reseller, uh, like Media Markt, uh, you're a, you're a reseller of of electronics, uh, or you sell directly to your consumer, being a brand, and you skip all the other uh, parties in between, and you go directly uh, to your consumer. Um, when, when I look at the evolution, um, my gut feeling basically is that that last uh, part, so the direct-to-consumer uh, brands, uh, is going to be um, more and more important. It's already a lot more important than just a few years ago and a lot bigger than a few years ago. But brands start to realize that they need or want that direct contact with their uh, with the people that are buying from them. Uh, on marketplaces and as a reseller when you sell as a brand uh, through marketplaces or a reseller what happens is you lose touch with the end consumer you lose touch with people that you're actually making the products for so um, that's why a lot of uh, direct direct, uh, a lot of brands go direct to consumer um, because of course there's the margins they can make better profits but also they have uh, they own the relationship with their end customer and That also helps them to get feedback from the end customer um, and and make their products better, uh, come up with new product ideas. um, And that's uh, that's a a lot better for a business in the end than uh, not having that feeling with uh, whom you're doing it for, the end consumer.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and, and uh, when you think of it, uh, Europe has so many solutions as well on offer that you can use to make it easier. Mm-hmm. Whether you are just doing it yourself, whether you're doing it together with an agency or in combination. Because some companies as well, at a certain size, they'll have their own marketing department and even maybe as well an own online marketing, especially for the e-commerce side. But nevertheless, they they'll scale out as well and say, well, but for this and this, we just haven't got an expertise or we just lost the person who knew this. But so we need to get help from an agency, and especially when it comes to conversion optimization. That's not something simple that you just can learn out of the box just by reading a book and that's it.
1: Yeah, true. The conversion optimization is, is a pretty, I mean, it's a specialty, but it's a very At the same time, it's a very broad field because uh, you have to have understanding of design, copywriting, psychology, um, even statistics. So you have to understand a whole lot of fields before you can become good at conversion optimization. And um, it just takes a lot of, well, practice as well. We've been doing this for six years now, and and it's just you got to study a lot to understand all of those concepts and then, um, yeah, and and, and get a lot of experience. And it's still a pretty new field, so there's uh, not that many people that are very experienced at it. I mean, pretty new. It's been around for quite a few years now, but it's not uh, as old as, let's say, uh, search engine optimization within digital marketing. Conversion optimization is relatively new. And and so it's it's hard to find uh, really good um, conversion optimization agencies or freelancers or uh, whatever you, or, or even if you want to hire someone internally. Um, also, because as an um, as a business owner, if you have to hire an agency uh, that does let's say um, SEO, you may have a basic understanding of how that all works. But conversion optimization, it, it's sometimes hard for a business owner to hire uh, someone for that because it's um, it's so. Hard to, to see if they're actually good at it or just, I don't know, uh, pitching themselves really well but without any any substance behind it.
0: Yeah, because it takes us small time eventually until you actually see that there's something coming out of the investment mm-hmm. that you've put into the companies um, or into the, the e-commerce activities. Especially when you think of it, um, <laughs> consumer products can be anything. They can be shoes, they can be biscuits. Um, when you think of it even education material that is focused that somebody who maybe wants to um, do like a distance education, mm-hmm. want to get a, a degree, a, a, let's say a bachelor of something, and they say, well, I I, I can't afford to go somewhere and um, be there all the time <laughs> the entire day yeah. at university to listen to somebody and then I take all my notes and eventually take exams whilst I have to somehow survive, I, I need the money. So, of course, some people will say, I need to have some distance education. And even that, when you think of it as a product, is as well a consumer product because they it's for career, but still the person who's using it is at the end is a consumer. Whether or not one day they will be a founder or an employee, it's a different subject, but they're still a consumer
1: yeah absolutely it's still a consumer and and you could you could say it's a product that that you're selling uh absolutely it's uh it's it's pretty similar to buying a pair of shoes you just wonder like is this the right pair of shoes for me or is this the right education for me and when you buy a pair of shoes you want to know some stuff about the shoes itself you want to know for instance are they rather big sizing or small sizing because not every brand is the same when you buy a a pair of shoes of uh, size 45, for instance, or what material is in there, um, that kind of stuff. If you buy a a course or an education, you want to understand more about that product as well, like who's going to be teaching us, um, uh, when is it going to be, that kind of stuff. So you have a lot of questions. And actually, that that brings me to the notion of of, um, a lack of information. So when it comes to conversion optimization, a lot of... um, Companies underestimate how important it is to have uh, all the information on on the site. And uh, like that, it's, it's even the biggest conversion killer is not answering all the questions your customers have in their minds. Not answering all of all of them on your site. Uh, because if you don't answer all those questions on your site, but someone else does, it's pretty likely that they're going to buy on uh, on on that other site because they cannot convert because they have. A lack of, of information that is crucial to them. So it's a, it's a very underrated notion here, uh, and that goes for shoes, but that goes for an education as well. It's really you have to try and understand what is holding people back, what kind of information uh, do they need, and how can I how can I add that to the site so that uh, they'll convert and. Uh, that's also one a typical misconception about conversion optimization. A lot of people think like, "Oh, it's about making uh, changing some colors and that kind of stuff." But uh, actually, yes, yes, in a way that's true. But start with like adding the information uh, to your site, the information your your clients need or your customers need to to convert, and that's the same for shoes or for education.
0: Exactly, and if it's just uh, like some standard website where you have like some static pictures that don't actually say anything and you haven't just got really much content. I usually always say, uh, you need to feed Google. If you can't feed Google properly, it's going to be hungry and it goes somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the thing. There are people who are hungry and they go on foot. There are people who go by car. A friend of mine, he takes his helicopter and lands next to McDonald's and goes and has a hamburger. (laughs) But not everybody does that. And of course, you cannot do that at every McDonald's. So yeah. you have to, of course, think, okay, where can I do that? In certain countries, you can, certain countries, you can't. But it's same when you think of it for brands. Yeah, it's like with the shoes. Either buy a shoe for running, maybe I'm buying a shoe to run in a cross country where it's wet and muddy and so on. Maybe I have other needs. Or somebody just wants to have a comfortable pair of sports shoes that they can. Use in the evening when they're on holiday and they go maybe somewhere to the shops and walking and strolling with the family and so on. It's a totally different thing. It's a sports shoe still to a certain degree, but it depends. One is maybe more watertight, other one is more tighter, holding the foot properly that you, you don't <laughs> uh, trip somewhere. And the other one is just comfortable, airy, and you're happy. And yeah, so I can imagine then, of course, that you show as well to the, to the buyer of the potential consumer brand product as well of course a picture or a story something that fits to their personal focus
1: yeah absolutely and sometimes it's it's even uh, stupidly simple like um if you look for instance online for a, you want to buy a handbag that's i don't know why but that's like a typical example if if you uh, look at handbags online there's a lot of handbags that can be found that don't have a picture of the inside of a handbag now ask Ed, every woman you know are they going to buy a handbag if they don't know what the inside looks like and what kind of compartments are in there? And if it's not in the description and it's not in the picture, they will not buy it. They cannot convert at that point because they don't have all the information to convert. Um, and, and so just adding one picture of the inside of a handbag can make a, a huge difference between converting or not converting. Uh, so sometimes it's stupidly simple, uh, yet we kind of oversee it when (laughs) when we make a page we don't put that information on there and we think like oh let's tune this page up with changing the colors but no actually what they're missing is a picture of the inside of the handbag and that's going to make them convert or not
0: exactly because people usually just think oh you have to have it a big handbag with cool colors and so on and then it Get the, grab the women's attention, and they'll just buy it. It doesn't matter. Put a big price tag on it, it's done, and they'll, they'll just sell like crazy. But that's not really the fact. And in other products, it's the same thing as well. Let's say you, you're trying to sell, let's say, training for, for uh, getting a pilot license. People are there looking at something different. The guy who wants to become a pilot is a consumer at that point. He isn't buying it for a company. It's not a B2B relationship, but at that moment, it's a B2C because he maybe has finished school or maybe he's been in a different career and decided I've had enough of doing this and this job. Boring. (laughs) Every day sitting in an office, I want to fly. I want to see the sky and, and the distance. So, of course, he'll look at different things. He'll look, what aircraft are there? What does it cost? But if I can't find the price, yes, I have to inquire. But if I don't answer properly in time, maybe the buyer or the potential buyer will go and find a different flying school who have everything there and it sounds easy, but it's transparent. And I think, okay, I go there.
1: Yeah, well, that's a fair yeah. point, And it's, a, it's a, a crucial one when it comes to pricing. I mean, in e-commerce, everyone is used to adding the prices, obviously, because if you don't add the price, people will not buy it from you. But um, in, in order, like, the example I gave uh, a pilot training, for instance, because the price might be pretty high. Some companies might decide not to put that price on there, but uh, and and they think like, oh, but they'll they'll ask the price. Uh, no, they won't. If your competitor has the price, it's immediately clear to them, and they know what they can expect, and they'll convert there. So um, it it's tricky to not mention your prices if that's a, a very important decision criteria for um, for your clients, or um, sometimes. Obviously, it it could, like in the case of an agency, for instance, it's harder to state prices because it depends on what you're going to do as an agency uh, for clients. But when you have a product that should cost the same, like a pilot training um, for everyone, why not mention the prices? Because you may be losing sales uh, by by not mentioning it, and you think like, oh, but they'll get in touch uh, with me. No, they won't. You're overestimating yourself. Uh, Some will. But I'm sure you're losing uh, sales if all of your competitors do mention the prices.
0: Exactly. And at the same time, of course, if they're looking looking at the content information, if the website is too slow, then, of course, you uh, not only lose conversion, but you maybe lose maybe visibility as well in search engines and everything because, of course, Google is adding now more and more new rating points where then they say, okay, if the website is too small, isn't engaging properly and so on, then uh, it's obviously not what we should show our users who are looking for a flying school and that. And, yeah, so that can be, of course, a problem as well to scale that kind of brand if uh, your infrastructure is just outdated.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and the point you bring up of of speed is a a very important one for conversions as well. I mean, there's different kinds of numbers out there. If you start Googling that uh, and different kinds of studies, uh, one study suggested that for um, every second that your site uh, loads slower, uh, you're going to lose 7% uh, or you're going to have 7% less transactions. Um, So, that's a lot for for a second, and people just expect it to to be super fast. And it's not just for Google; it's just the experience overall of, of your customers and uh, and visitors. So you just gotta uh, make sure that 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 it, your site does a good job uh, in terms of, of site speed.
0: Exactly, and that's the thing. It's it's like when you're looking around and you see like an ultralight license, and it costs you like uh, eight to eleven thousand, and then you think you look at a different school and you notice wow, well, I get my entire PPL license for like 8,000 euros or dollars or whatever. And I think, hmm, actually, if I go there, and then later on I got some, added some rating and other kind of stuff, and they've got all different planes, I have a good feeling that it'll be safe as well. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to, after the first takeoff, I'm going to crash because the <laughs> engine has no oil in it and everything, and the mechanic is, is, is drunk or something. Uh, these old time pictures of, of, Of flying, um, that's not really up to date when it's so uh, regulated and that in Europe and North America, there are so many flying schools that are doing a great job. And on the other hand, when you think of it, okay, you you want to scale and and, um, there's so many Businesses, as well in aviation, for instance, who don't just do like flying schools. They they offer you all kind of stuff. For instance, these these um, suitcase tags where you've got uh, remove this after, before flight, and then the other side is, has a picture, a brand name, or whatever. Or the jackets for the pilots and and all, uh, cool sunglasses. There's so much in consumer area in that. And even if you're not a pilot, some people like that and they want to buy it.
1: Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Hmm. Yeah, so um, talking of, of scaling and, and optimization, I I see that our time is now <laughs> running out, but before we finish, how can actually people get in contact with you if they want to find out more and, and get more insights?
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty active on on LinkedIn. Uh, feel free to add me there. So just yours, Brian, and and you'll you'll find me on LinkedIn. And um, if you want, I, I've written a book about conversion optimization. Um, so if you want to learn more about the topic, uh. Well, you could buy it on Amazon, but I'll, I'll, uh, if you go to dexter.agency/free-book, you can, um, you can just download a free PDF version uh, of the book, um, and you can start there. It's written more like a hands-on manual almost, uh, okay. rather than a high-level theoretical book. I just want to make it very practical. was ah,
0: great. So, uh, can you repeat again the link yeah. for for the users?
1: Yeah. So dexter.agency/free-book.
0: Dash book. Okay. So, and I'll add that as well to the description. So if somebody can't write it down, hasn't got a pen with them, they can later on click on the link and uh, get the book. Wow, that sounds really nice. That'll be fun, I'm sure. And in the future, we'll surely be talking about a similar topic of digital marketing, conversion optimization, e-commerce. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Growth Zone with Christian Barge. Thank you for listening. Please leave a review or rating here on iTunes or on podchaser.com. If you found the content helpful, then share it on social media. I would like to invite you to follow our show so that you don't miss the upcoming interviews with leaders in the market simply visit the website follow.prmediareach.com. I will be adding the link also to the description of this episode so that you just need to click on that link. For those of you who are listening and signing up to follow the show, I have reserved a free copy of The Ultimate Guide on Content Marketing. This is the strategy that got me top corporate clients like McDonald's, Linde, Hewlett-Packard, Deutsche Bank, Volvo and many others. That strategy has been working for over 10 years. It also got me contacts with police, transport authorities, military and several universities and even leading research institutes. For sure, it also worked wonders as it got me many small, medium-sized entrepreneurs and enterprises as clients. And that even included international clients from all around the world. The link to sign up for our free broadcasting service and the guide is follow.prmediareach.com. That will give you access to the most recent version of my ultimate guide on content marketing. You can follow me as well on Twitter by using the Twitter handle CAP Barge. That's spelled Charlie Alpha Papa Bravo Alpha Romeo Tango Sierra Charlie Hotel. Yes, that is CAP Barge.